Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Caitlin, recorded in November 2023. Four-generation hotelier, she had no choice, and she found her way to the industry that she describes as creating memories. Hello everyone, Noreen here. Today I'm with Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. My name is Caitlin. I am a fourth generation hotelier, which is the most probably relevant a uh, fact you could know about me because it says a lot about um, my passion for hospitality. First and foremost, it's more than a career to me. It's my connection to um, my family, but also to the way that I've experienced the world um, from a very young age. So I'm also the daughter of chefs and I I'm very fortunate to have been able to see many different hotels around the world and been constantly inspired by the hospitality that many different um, cultures create. And I think to me, that word is really important. The idea of creation and being somebody who creates experiences and memories has always given me a lot of purpose and has been the reason that I followed this career path um, as well. And beyond that, I am also um, active in many other passions. I am an active skier and I do um, plenty of reading and lots of other um, lots of other personal passions, but hospitality is my first and um, foremost love. Amazing. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. And I like that. I really like the word that you use, use there is creation and the idea of creation and, and the memories. I think that is that is one thing I have found a lot of my guests say that the the attraction to hospitality is to be part of that experience, creating those memories, creating those memorable experiences um, for for others and that, to know that you're a part of it as well. I think it's actually a really important point. So when you think back to your own memories, there are moments in time that if you think back through your life where you feel like you've had a connection or something special has happened for many people, and they'll talk about vacation or they'll talk about traveling somewhere yeah. new or going with their grandmother to um, a part of the world they've never seen before or having a wonderful meal. And there's a lot of people behind the scenes who help make that happen and help create those core memories. And those people all work in the hospitality industry. And I think there are a lot of unsung um, folks who work in properties around the world who work really hard and are part of an economy that creates for others their core memories. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. I think over the year is one of the things that I've I, I've changed in terms of my own perspective is like when I when we talk about gifts 
or things like that. I'd much rather have an experience than an object. And I love that I'm in hospitality so that I know everything that goes on with it and to know that I'm a part of it. Because those are the memories. I You're right. It's a trip. It's a meal. It, those are things that I remember, right? And those are the things that I want to share with somebody else now as well. I think part of it is also because one of our core needs is connection. So when you go somewhere and share a meal or when you go on a trip with somebody, it has an emotional experience as well. It's not just a material um, a material experience. It really is something that feeds something within us that actually deeply matters to our own um, to our own contentment. And I think that is um, a deeper meaning to any type of gift, whether it is an experience or a material one. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so, I mean, being a fourth generation hotelier, I guess you didn't have a choice or maybe you did have a choice to follow <laughs> into I this did. industry. I was fortunate to have one. I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that uh, journey of coming into hospitality. Sure. I think I was actually a very reluctant person um, going into this because I think as soon as you know something's a possibility, you, you necessarily don't want it. So when I was younger, I had a big passion for science in particular. I worked when I was in college. Um, I had first thought about doing um, a biology degree and working um, in science labs like in in high school actually I had worked at a university the University of Rochester in an optics lab and in a genetics lab and I really thought that that would be what I would be passionate about I did classes in physics and chemistry and biology and I, I just got a lot of energy from it and when I went to college my um, father was actually the one who said well for just your freshman year just your freshman year summer why don't you go work at a hotel and see um, what it's all about? And if you don't like it, that's fine. We'll um, do something different. And I went to, I'm originally German. So I went back to Germany in Dusseldorf, Germany, and I worked for the summer at the Steigenberger in Dusseldorf. It's a city hotel. It's a really lovely, very old school hotel. And I had the fortune of being able to see what it was all about. And I think one of the core memories from that time that stuck with me and was the reason that I decided to pursue this as a career was that when I spent time there, I realized how um, how it made me feel as well. So when I spent time with guests at, at the concierge desk, for example, being able to help people and see the smile on their face when they I knew it was a special time for them I knew that they had um, saved up to be able to come for a week and to go explore the city and being able to give them suggestions on what to do made me feel um, good as well and I think that extended also to the other people that I met who felt similarly like I felt a kinship with the folks who also chose this as a career path and the most important example of that to me was actually the doorman there who I would talk to at length many, uh, many days. And he said that he's been working there for 25 years. And he said that the reason that he is so passionate about what he does is he's the first impression of the hotel. 
He is the person who opens the door, who sets the tone. And he really had like an ownership mindset of the hotel where he would take care of it. And it really was as if it was his home. And to me, I just felt a connection with how that mindset and how he personally thought about his own career. And I realized that I wanted a similar approach in mind. Yeah, it's, I like that word kinship that you used. I, I definitely found that as well. I mean, I, I moved around a lot when I was growing up. So I always had that weird story, <laughs> I felt. Um, so then when I arrived at hotel school in Switzerland, I was like, yep, I found my people because everyone has that weird story right. uh, yeah. as well. So it was it was very home. Uh, it was I felt like I was home when I arrived there. That's wonderful. And uh, so tell us, you did your your experience in Germany, your freshman year of summer. Uh, what did you do after that? Sure. So I um, I first went to uh, Starwood back in the days when Starwood was um, still Starwood. <laughs> it was still Starwood. Exactly. Um, I went to work for their North American operations team just for as well an internship and I was just interested in what they were doing I think they were one of the pioneers especially on guest experience um, creating a, a consistent guest experience for a large brand is incredibly difficult and I think they created the Starwood Rewards program um, exceptionally well and I was very interested in how um the people that I looked up to, how they treated their um, their company. And I unfortunately had the timing wrong. So I, at that exact moment when I was there, that was when they were being acquired. So that was news to me. And I, I had the option to go back. Actually, the current um, CEO of uh, Marriott, who um, he at the time was also um in the transition period he was doing development in switzerland and i thought well maybe i'll go and work in switzerland and development for marriott and i realized it was probably not the time um, it was probably the time to not go work at a company that was going through such big changes and i instead um really hustled to work for a company called montage that i admired so Montage is a Californian luxury hotel company. They, I had talked around to some friends of mine and a friend of mine who went to Cornell as I did had, uh, it seemed like he had a good outlook on life and he also worked in hospitality and he liked his job and he happened to work in development for Montage. And I called him, I asked for advice. I talked to anybody who would talk to me and they really didn't have a job, the type of job that I was looking for available. I was far too young, far too inexperienced. And I kind of pitched myself to them saying I had worked in hotels for most of my life. Uh, I'm also, I, I grew up um, in a family that runs a hotel in Germany. So I'd worked really in hotels for most of my life. And I had a deep passion for it. And I really like I can do attitude. And eventually I got a call from um, who person who would become my boss, who at the time was their EVP of operations, James Birmingham. And he called me. I was in the middle of a class senior year, just a cold call. And he said, well, why do you want to work here and tell me your 
your pitch and your case. And I gave it to him and I described really that I wanted to learn from people who I admired. And I thought that they had created an excellent cut. They had created an excellent company, mostly because they really understood their customer well. So I had gone to one of their properties and been just amazed at the small operational touches that they'd put in place that served the like California clientele very well. And they just understood them. And I appreciated that. It showed to me that they were incredibly detail oriented. It showed to me that they cared, that they were interested in creating a great property that was guest um, experience focused rather than just profit focused. Like it was really a great, um, what to me seemed like a great environment to learn. And he, he hired me, he took a chance. And I originally, I think I was an intern and with a very, uh, flexible, uh, job description. And that very flexible job description eventually turned into working as an associate directly for him. He was an excellent mentor. And eventually I realized that I had, I had that at that point, good amount of exposure to the operations. So I understood through him the complexities of managing a large luxury hotel. I was still passionate about that, but in order to grow, I realized I probably needed to also understand something about development. And at that time, I thought that it would be a harder space to enter without learning some hard skills. So without learning uh, really like fundamentals of real estate and finance. And so I applied to business school and I went to Columbia because they had a great real estate program. They still do. It's one of, I think personally, I think it's the best in the country for real estate in particular. And I learned from some incredible teachers. So I took classes on, especially in global real estate investment. I ended up being a TA for a class that I absolutely adored um, in investment in particular. And I spent a lot of my time learning not only from the teachers, but from my classmates who were mostly just, they most of them had just a real estate background and wanted to get into uh, working in New York, in the New York real estate um, space. And when I was there, I realized that at the, at the time I had mostly actually not thought very deeply into it. I thought I would just go back to montage and I was passionate about the people I worked with. I was, I'm also very loyal to the people I work with and I really hadn't thought much further than that. And then I had the opportunity to do a summer internship with McKinsey and I Honestly, I think I I knew who McKinsey, uh, who the firm was. I knew people that I admired who worked there, who I thought were very good, complex problem solvers. And, but I, what the one thing that I really didn't know or couldn't imagine a future there at that time was that if they had any hospitality experience, I I didn't know them as a hospitality focused place, or even for that matter, a real estate focused place. I knew them as really smart people who solve really big problems. And so I decided just to take a summer 
there to get to know them, see what they're all about. It's kind of the very perfect time in between business school to do that kind of thing, I think, as you well know. And I surprised myself in how much I liked it. And I mostly liked it for the people. And I think that's a clear thread through my life has been find really smart people that you care about, who have similar passions to you, who are invested in mentoring and um, making a difference too. So people who, who genuinely care about impact and be loyal and work really hard and try and do your best for them. And that has been a thread in my career. So when I went to McKinsey, I realized that there are some really great people there and people who are invested in teaching, who people who are invested in showing how you can think about a very complex, very hard problem and put it into specific um, action items. And they taught me um, really how to think, I think is the best thing that McKinsey can teach you is teaches you how to compartmentalize, teaches you how to take um, a very rational approach to issues. And I was primarily, when I was there, I learned how to think as a strategist would. So I worked on mostly strategy issues, mostly for banks and um, for real estate. And at that period of time, the economy was in a very much a growth mode. So most of my projects ended up being on growth and sustainability too, which is pretty um, fun. And when I was there, that was the point in time I was actually really, I was really happy. I was working on a internal um, study for what's called the McKinsey Global Institute. It's a think tank that works on um, issues that are pressing on society at large. So at the time, it's now public, but I was working on a study that was analyzing the impact of COVID and especially hybrid work on real estate and the impacts that, for example, office spaces no longer being used in the same way would have on the economy. And that really fascinated me. I was in particular very fascinated by the impact to cities and where we live versus where we work and how that changes our, um, our society because it changes also where we spend our paychecks. And I was, um, I was working on that at the time. I remember very clearly. And uh, Champion Hospitality reached out to me to... Um, get to know me and they the rest is kind of history I've I've started working at Champagne Hospitality also in a strategist role so I'm our vice president of strategy I I apply what I learned at McKinsey but also what I learned at Montage before that now to the luxury hotel space in um, what our properties are predominantly today in France so we have a property in the Champagne region of France. A lot of the theme you will see is wine related. So one in the Champagne region, one new hotel coming up in Burgundy. And we have a property in um, St. Bart's as well. So not wine focused. And then we um, are expanding to Paris as well in the, in the near term. 
So that that's my long-winded answer to where where my career has taken me until now. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking us on that journey and actually going through all the details, you know, like how often do we have the opportunity to understand, you know, the reasons why you move from one place to another and, you know, how you got there. And I think this is really the purpose of this podcast as well, to, is to understand the the career path that has taken you some by choice some less by choice uh, some intentional some not and everybody's different right and that's also the beauty of the stories that I'm sharing here so thank you so much for taking us on that journey with you and so there was something that you said um at the beginning when you I guess first started at at Montage is you know having that that mentor right and and that support and I think that's one of the things I've identified from the stories that I've been sharing is that those who've had those real great support and mentors at the start of their career really go on to have a really successful career path um so tell us what it was like for you to have that mentor um with you at really the beginning of your career I think I think it's absolutely essential. You're right. There you're if you put yourself back in the shoes where you probably were as well at that point in your career, all the things that you're feeling are you're feeling excited to be starting this journey, right? Probably also feeling like a bit of an imposter who's like really trying to do their best, not really sure what the best outcome is. You've never done it before. So um, you don't have the wisdom that others have. And, but what you do have is a lot of passion and probably, at least in my case, a lot of willingness to work hard and it's a two-way street. So um I think one of the things that I've learned, actually, especially at McKinsey, is that mentorship really is a two-way street. So when you're younger, you have the ability to be incredibly focused and to be um, very dedicated, to put in the hours, to talk to many people, to do your very best. And because, frankly, you probably have the time to do that because you, the, your time is probably less valuable and you're probably spending the time to be incredibly detail-oriented, to go the extra mile for folks, to um, make yourself valuable. And then the other side of that street is that picks up mentors because mentors also want people who work really hard, who care a lot, who make an effort, who want to learn from them, who don't actually only expect to take that mentor's time and hear their wisdom, but also people who provide value in return. Um, I think that's actually really important and is not something that we talk about very frequently. It's why it's worked out in my career that I've tended to um, find people who are willing to invest in me and also the reason why you find who the right fit is for that. Because if if it is a two-way street and it's really, it's not at that point anymore like charity. You're not like looking for a coffee chat with somebody and then the relationship fizzles out, right? If you really provide value to one another, 
then you develop a genuine connection. You develop something that is, um, the mentor is imparting wisdom, is telling you like, if you come prepared to your meeting with them and you say here, I've thought about that there's potentially three options here. This is how I've thought about it. Can you tell me how you would think about this answer? And you provide structure around that and you ask questions and you're genuinely inquisitive at the end of the day, you don't only have the mentorship and you don't only have that person providing their wisdom to you, you have it in a way that's actually structured so that you can use the wisdom when when you walk away. You realize not just these like very high level concepts of, you know, like I think it's very traditional for people to just say, well, go follow your passion or go figure out what... Um, go like work for two years in XYZ company and come back. Like those are the high level concepts that if you just go to a coffee chat with somebody, that's what like that very generic mentorship will look like. But if you come with um, very specific questions and you come, especially in a work relationship where that person's your boss and you're coming every day or every week or however it ends up working for different folks with very specific questions for people with very thought out prepared um pieces of work that you want their feedback on then you can actually go implement it and have um your own value um, at work because basically at that moment in time you've done all the work now they have to make decisions and then you go implement it. And in that process, you can actually also have value because you're decreasing the amount of time that your mentor needs to worry about something either. So that, that's been my personal approach to mentorship over time. And it's created long lasting uh, relationships. And not every, not every person uh, is going, even if it's a mentor you identify that you really want to work with, not everybody wants to work with you. You know, that's another like truth is that you have to find a good fit. And that is um, that is also something around like respecting people's time that I've also carried with me a lot is I think I've been able to find mentors because I also deeply respect their time um, and have been trying to make myself valuable in the process to them to make it worth their time to mentor me. Um, but is it's maybe different than how many other people have thought about mentorship as more of a one-way street. I completely agree. Mentorship, you know, having been a mentor and a mentee, you know, over the various uh, occasions in my life, you learn from each other as much as the other does. And I like what you said, like, you know, when you go into the relation, into any discussion, you know, you're bringing that structure, you're bringing in, like you're saying you know here are the ways that I'm thinking about it what do you think you know like coming prepared I think that definitely goes a long way and I would definitely appreciate that with anyone that I'd be working with and and so you've shared with us a lot of your experiences in terms of you know what you've done and you know what you've learned from each role whether it was McKinsey teaching you how to I think you said think <laughs> how to be a strategist um, what are some of your learnings that you can share and for lack of a better word, like the soft skills 
right? Sure. Um, I still haven't found a good expression for it. I'm still hoping one day I will find the word. But what are some of your learnings uh, from your career thus far? Yeah, I think the perfect example is actually at Champagne Hospitality. The My um, mentor here is Denise uh, Dupre. She is absolutely wonderful at this. She understands how to value her teams. And I mostly learn from her in terms of just how she treats other people. That to me is the soft skills. It's really watching somebody else who's incredibly adept at understanding how to make other people feel seen. And you see the proof in nobody leaves. People really enjoy working at Champagne Hospitality and they enjoy working at the properties. And it comes down to the soft skills of understanding what other people's needs are rather than like thinking about what your needs of them are and trying to get those met, understanding what their needs are and what your needs are and how you can marry those two together. That is a skill that I still learn from every day from her. I think she's incredibly good at it. And is an example of a mentor that can, you can also mentor people just by being yourself. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I've learned over the years is just by watching. So watching people, how they make decisions, what information they take into account, the body language that they watch, um, how they um, think about like, just very human element, like how they think about being compassionate or how they think about spending time with somebody and genuinely listening to them. Those are all things that are incredibly important, but I think are things that you just learn from somebody who's innately good at it. I, I think that's so hard to try and go out and find find somebody based on their job description. It, it could be anybody. It could be, it could be, and it actually is, has also in my life been, watching um, people that I've worked with as peers who are incredibly good at this. I worked with a project manager at McKinsey who I followed around uh, many times. And he was, he had this amazing ability to work on genuinely the worst studies, like the least attractive work um, and make it just feel good because you felt like you were being listened to. And we had the longest hours of really demanding um, problems that were everything always had to be due yesterday. Like it was just a typical, like could be a very stressful environment. And when I look back, like those are some of my fondest memories were working together because you you realize how much of, it's not just work, it's also day-to-day, -day, how much of it is connection. And it goes back to the very first thing we talked about, about why work in hospitality in general is because of connection. connection. And I think that you're completely right. It's all in the soft skills. Like You can bring to the table, and I think I probably over-index on like some of like the quantitative like hard skills that I think many people have. Um, and the really special folks are the ones who learn how either they have it innately or they learn how from other people who are just very good at it, how to find genuine connection and to make other people feel seen. I think it's a really good point you bring up.
Yeah. And I, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the hard skills or over index on it, it's, it's just the way that our education systems are built, right? They're, they're there to teach us the, the technical skills, the hard skills. It's the soft skills that I've yet to find an educational institution that is doing yeah. that really, really well. Uh, but uh, looking at the time, I am going to move on to my final question and ask you who inspires you. I think there are so many good examples. I think actually it's more of a mindset. So I've tried to do this where you try to take from every interaction something that you learn from the person and find inspiring about them because I genuinely think that each of us are different and in that difference is actually so much value. So I'll give an example of the other day I was having um, lunch in a restaurant where the server took a very, very, very long time to come to our table. And I was um, having lunch with my husband and he had this outlook where it's not that the server's taking a long time. He's spending time with other people and making their experience better. And actually, this is wonderful because we get time with our menu and we get to understand um, what we want and we get to chat with each other. And I actually found that somewhat um, inspirational because it's just completely outlook. But there's also there's um, so those are like on a, a genuine answer to you who inspires me. It's, I think, just being able to be present in the world and learn from almost everybody that's probably the most authentic answer I can give you but in a business sense I think there are people who have done amazing um amazing feats I think Will Godara has brought some incredible approaches to unreasonable hospitality that I've been inspired by I think um, there are people outside of hospitality who have thought about using technology in ways that we have never um, we've never thought about before in, a, in able to make our society more equitable, for example, like being able to use um, technology to do the work that we otherwise wouldn't be able to do, to be able to create an economy that's been able to grow despite um, despite a lot of challenges over the past few years in COVID. And I think that that has been inspiring to me, even watching like we're, the medium we're using right now, like Zoom, be able to transform the world, I think is actually quite inspiring too. And I think there's the more um, like personal inspiration. I think I've been very inspired by how my own um, mother has reinvented herself many times through careers. So I know we talk a lot about women. Um, she's not in hospitality, but she has invented herself so many times and continues to reinvent herself. I think that's actually uh, an Oscar Wilde quote of somebody who um, reinvents themselves multiple times as the person who's really living. She was first a veterinarian and then she worked in university and she's a mother and she um, she at times is a handyman. And I, I just find it um, really inspiring to see somebody who's constantly learning. I think that um, 
is also just mindset and is something that I try to incorporate in my life as well. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing your story with us today. Wonderful. It was really lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality. Thank you.